Joshua. Six. Sucks. First one to five. First one to five. Are we all there? Okay. Here is the Bible reading. Six, one to five. Amen. Now, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carrying trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times when the priests, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you, hear the sound, a long, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. <laughs> Is that where you want to stop? Well, I don't know. I can't see. <laughs> Wasn't it everyone goes straight in and then you stop? Everyone's straight in. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, dear. Are you going to pray? I don't want Leviticus. I don't want numbers. <laughs> Bro, you've been to college. Oh, man. Thank you, Morling. <laughs> I've lost Joshua. <laughs> Come back. Okay, let's pray. Close your eyes. Stop looking at us. <laughs> Not for too long. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your servant, Matt. And we just pray this morning you would anoint his words by your spirit and that he would preach from not his strength but yours and that we would all have ears and hearts to receive this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. You ready? One, two, three. How do you feel now? Oh, I feel so good. <laughs> All right. This morning what I'd love to do is share from this Bible passage. And if I was going to write a, a well, I did write a, a one-liner for this talk. It would be called Living Courageously with an Idea. Living Courageously with an Idea or a Project uh, is what I'd love to come and encourage. And I'd love to teach you. Uh, about this this morning to encourage you to run with these ideas God gives you. When I was little, uh, about four or five, my mum and dad and family would get in a Holden Kingswood car, it was yellow, and it took six people and we would go up to a place called Lake Cadai, which you drove past on the way up here, and we would leave at four o'clock in the morning and I would sit in the back seat and while mum said, sleep, 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 I was like, yes, this is awesome, on the highway late at night, early in the morning, saw pitch black, and when the big semis would go past, I was like, oh, they're like fighting things, and I was Star Wars land, and I would imagine blowing them up uh, as a little person in a nice way, and the driver would be safe, um, <laughs> and... 
after a couple of these trips, I got jealous of Dad driving the car, so I built my own steering wheel and console area. I got a cardboard box. I chipped it out so I could go across my knees. I got a little plastic plate. I stuck it in it. I had my steering wheel. I drew on the cardboard box the gauges, and I had my own car in the back seat. Yep, I need help. When I was little, I built a train set thing, piece of board, train tracks, uh, put green grass down, went every couple of weeks to Hobbyco and saved up my money and I bought a house or I bought a car or I bought a new carriage and I had a little uh, train set and I used to love building a train set. When I was little, I loved Lego. Lego. Loved it. Loved it so much that mum and dad uh, had to buy some buns to put the Lego in it. Sorry, Sam. To put some Lego in it. And they went to McDonald's and they bought the bins they put the gherkins in and brought them home. So I filled up all the Lego inside the gherkin bins. And basically, I think that's where it started. I just smelled McDonald's all my childhood days. Anyone like the gherkin? Anyone hate the gherkin? Why? It's a vegetable. <sighs> no, no, it's not from... I've heard all the McDonald myths, like Sundays are from, you know, cows' heads churned up and painted white and blah, blah, blah. It's ice cream, all right? Milk. Utterly. Great, great, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> when I was little... I had a tennis racket. I had a tape cassette. Do you know what a tape cassette machine was? I would buy some uh, Christian music tapes and I'd put them on. I'd shut the door in my bedroom. I had my um, tennis racket and I would be the lead singer. And I would play, I'd just press play and I would just rock it out in my room towards the window and I would love living a life. I would love living a dream. I would enjoy building something. All my days with BMX tracks, with surfing or music or with friends or indoor cricket inside a church hall and smash all the windows and the fans and all the Sunday school things on the wall, uh, because that was my world, I've enjoyed living a life not watching someone else's. And I am worried, as an older man, that some of us are watching other people live a life so much of the day, like half an hour, an hour, scrolling, watching other people do ideas, live projects, live a life courageously, and I'm watching. All right. When Joshua went out in Joshua 1, Joshua chapter 1, it starts with saying that Moses was dead. Now that's not a, you know, hooray moment, but it's a realization moment that it's in your court now. The ball is in your court, Joshua. And I want to say, if I could say, could you all say your first name on the count of two? One, two. Uh, 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 that's what it sounded like back to me. Come on, could we have a bit of energy? One, two. Lovely. Uh, the ball is in your court to help others find out and meet Jesus. The ball is in your court. 
and we are hoping over this week that you will think about some ideas and projects you could live and try. So Lynn's Boat, anyone been on Lynn's Boat yet? Right, uh, JP and Honey and Sherwood Cliffs, anyone been there yet? Sam at Coffs Harbour, you been there yet? Uh, <laughs> okay, a few of us uh, so far. What about who's been to Walgulga? Uh, we are hoping that you are listening and watching and then wondering, what is my boat for back home? What is the op shop that we're painting at McLean back home? What is the botanical garden situation back home? Whatever it is, we're hoping you would have a think about it and you would do it because the ball is in your court. The ball is in your court and we've got to live this out courageously. So what could we learn this morning from this story in Joshua chapter 6 about the walls of Jericho? The first thing is that we can learn that God has ideas. God's got ideas. It was God's idea for the wall to come down in a really weird way. It was God's idea. It wasn't Joshua's. It was God's idea. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, a guy called Paul says that God has prepared good works, good ideas, good projects, good adventures for you to do. He has. He has prepared good ideas and good works for you to do that they might bring glory to him and help people. God's got ideas. Uh, Jesus says at the end of the book of Matthew, go and make disciples. So for any of us who are like, oh, not this moment where I've got to come up with an idea, you're already in an idea. You're, you are already in a vision. You're in a project of Jesus's. We're in it. And we want you to know that you can live it and you can be part of it, and then you will not be bored. You will not be bored. So, God's got ideas, so an obvious question is, how do we get them? So, I'd love to share with you briefly on how can we get these ideas from God. The first one is, copy your youth leader. Copy them. Copy their life. They are modeling after Jesus, you copy them. That's what I did. So when I was 14, 15, I started to go, oh, really? So I don't wait till I'm 18 to do something for God. Can I do it now? And as we've already heard this week, you do it now. You'll get involved now. Even if you're whatever age you are, 6, 10, 15, 22, you get involved now. Now. So you go up to your youth leader after this and you say, hey, I'm copying you. And watch their face. They'll be like, yes, I've been waiting for this. Because they're copying Jesus. And you're copying Jesus, but you need something tangible. You need something to actually see. And that's what our leaders are in our life. I've got leaders in my life. I copy them. I absolutely copy them. I don't try and make everything up myself I copy them. So that's what you can do. To, to how we get ideas, you copy your youth leader, and then through that and over time, you will start to get ideas. Ooh, yeah. 
you'll you will start to get ideas on how to help people meet with Jesus. In 2001, how old were you? Minus two. Okay, well, in 2001, when Soul Survivor started, in 2001, when Soul Survivor began here, I copied Soul Survivor UK. I copied them. They're about 25,000 people when they meet uh, over a couple of weeks. So I copied them. I copied them the whole way. I literally went over there, some, a group went over there and took a video and then I copied that, to tell the truth, and uh, I tried to do everything the same as them. So, when it came to projects, they used to do a lot of gardening, and so we were in this place called Terry Hills, and uh, at the time in 2001, that's where the first conference was, and so we went out in the project time and we raked leaves for Jesus. And all these young Aussies are going, this is weird. And I won't do that anymore. Um, this is weird. This is silly. Why are we doing this? And I said, because we're copying other people. And as I started to copy them over the years, I started to work out, oh, that's why we rake leaves for Jesus, because there's a lot of leaves in the street and no one's doing it. And when we did it, the locals said, oh, that's very nice. Where are you from? We said, we're from the church. And they said, oh, we didn't realize the church did these kinds of things. And we said, neither did we. <laughs> but Jesus, when he walked and he ran youth conferences, he fed people, he healed people, he taught people. Everything he did was very tangible, wasn't it? Yes? There was no heaven mystical moments. It was right here, right now. People getting healed, people getting fed, people getting loved, whatever the need is. In fact, and I know you guys don't like this. I know you don't like this one that Jesus says. He says, even if you give out a bottle of water to someone, he's stoked. And I know the reason why you don't like that is because you go, well, that's really lame just to give out a bottle of water. Why can't we do something famous and big? Something Burke's Backyard transformational. Why can't we do something like that? I don't know why you can't do it. Well, I, I, I don't know why you can't do it. But Jesus, the master, said, a bottle of water, if someone needs a bottle of water and you give it, yes, pub rules. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I, is that what you do? Uh, I copy you and then this is what happens. This is what happens. How do we get ideas? We copy people, we give things to go. I tried another thing called Loving DY in 2001. Uh, so a group of youth groups, I was a youth pastor in Belrose and we got a couple of youth groups together and there was a place called DY and we thought, let's go love them. <laughs> and it was like, well, how are we going to love them? Well, we copied another youth group in America. They got cans of Coke and they went out into the streets and they handed them out. So we did that. It was weird. It is not normal. But gee, people were thankful and we just got on with trying to see what ideas would work, what ideas God was, was leading us into, and I was not bored as a teenager. I have I've never, ever been bored. 
I've been tired, but I've never been bored. Because Jesus, it just twigged when I was 15. Through my youth leaders leading me, making me do things like this, I went, this is, this is weird, but this is fun. If this is what Christianity is, I'm into this. Not just groups. I want to go do stuff. I want to do the stuff that Jesus taught the disciples to do. So yes, I'm all into praying for healing and, and feeding uh, people with a little guy's picnic for 4,000 like Jesus did. I'm all into that wherever we go. But I needed to start at leaves and I needed to start at handing out cancer things. And as I did things with a group, we worked out how God had wired us up to be as we copied. Secondly, um, God has a way that is different to our ways. So in the, in the case with Jericho, God starts by saying, I've got an idea and I'm going to do it, Joshua. I'm going to do it. And here's what I want you to do. And what I would love to really quickly say about this one is, sometimes we go through a little phase in our following of Jesus where God told me so and I don't care what you say. Guys, we're not into that. We're not into, God's told me to be the, 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 lead, um, the leader and it doesn't matter what you want to say back to me. I'm just not into that. What God says, the community after, God, uh, the, after the community has considered what God has said, the community together runs as a community, not as hand solos out there. Yeah? I do not fly solo. I take these crazy ideas like this week to my bosses. There are about seven of them. I take it to them. They all laugh for about a minute. Go, oh, here we go again, right? And then they ask me questions. Well, how are you going to do it? How are you going to raise the money? All these how, 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 how questions, which isn't my fun one. Uh, but we've got to do those ones. So I am totally accountable. And I understand that if God has given me an idea, my bosses are going to say yes. And if I've come up with an idea and they say no, then it was probably just the pizza beforehand. Yeah? I've got loads of ideas. It, it, and for anyone who's in the room, you just get all these ideas, and I'm not saying they're good ideas or great and amazing ideas. Sometimes for those of us who just get a lot of ideas, give them away to others who are struggling with ideas. Yes? Um, great. So God has a way. They are different to our ways, uh, but he has a way, and he has a way to do it, and he does it with the community and so when joshua says this is how we're going to do it we don't read that everyone goes oh no but no way buddy we're not doing it that way they all go and they do it they go and do a weird and crazy thing that god has told them to do as a community so please could we be a people who says look i think i've got an idea could we use language like that I think God's given me an idea. Could we talk about it? Go, yeah, let's talk about it. And then we can give things a go. Now, there's a little saying in Soul Survivor, and it goes like this. It sounds crazy, but it smells like Jesus. That's how Soul Survivor in the UK, which is where it began, that's how it started. Mike Pilavachi, the leader of it, got uh, this idea to run a, a conference for young people and equip them to do the stuff. And he said it to his boss, and the boss said that. It sounds crazy, 
but it smells like Jesus. So craziness doesn't bother us, but just as it has the heart of Jesus, that's what we want to make sure that it does. And don't you think that all the projects you're doing this week smell like Jesus? And, I'll get, and you're like, mm-hmm. if someone has a need, it doesn't matter what their need is. If someone has a need, that's enough. I don't judge their need. I don't judge their need. I do it with child safety and all that kind of thing in place. Yes? All right. And the third and last point, God will supply the victory. God will supply the victory. Um, I would just love to briefly share with you this. This week has not been the most smoothest sailing, everything's fallen into place kind of week, right? It started like that. It started like that. And how it started was I was on my little infrequent walk in life and there's a place on my street uh, where I stand. I stop and stand with Enya going on. And I stood there and it looks north. And over the 18 years of Soul Survivor, we've gone west and we still go west. We've gone south and we still go south. But I've never really gone north. So three years ago, an idea came to mind with Enya and the creation. Just me and my little fun spot. And I went, well, let's go north. Let's go north. And because for me, a lot of my discipleship from other leaders in my life has been on the road, youth leaders saying, let's go, Matt, on a fun surf trip and talk about Jesus. Yeah, McDonald's, that's all I needed. And surf. Yes, I'll do that. Because I've, I've enjoyed that, I thought, well, let's do a road trip. And when I thought about it, actually, in our 18 years, we've been doing road trips all the time. But I've never done it with coaches. And that idea came about through sensible people in my life. Because I thought, what about 50 12-seaters? <laughs> and they said, no. <laughs> and I said, okay. God said to me, though, this. Now, I'm going to unpack that real quickly. God said to me, though, Matt, Matt, I'm going to give you the north. And I can tell you this about this week. The north part of this whole trip, like Coffs Harbour, the school, and the projects we've all come to, just came like that. One coffee, one chat. They said, yes, we're in. All the north came into place. God has been faithful. Yay! God has been faithful, and, and it's all fallen into place up here. Back in Sydney in the office, there was a lot of things to work out and a lot of things that didn't come in on time, and I had to change the bus company last week and redo all the routes, uh, the, the itinerary for it, and blah, 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 with Anna. And Can we just say thank you to Anna? It's been a huge week. It's been a huge week. And I hope... I'll find out if you mind me saying this, but um, then last week, Anna's got her laptop open. It's got all the spreadsheets on it, all her admin heaven, which I just don't understand. And someone walks past and tips coffee on the keyboard. All gone. Last week, guys, all gone. So, like, there's just been a lot of things. And then, of course, there's been people, you know, youth groups that said, no, I'm not coming. Like you, but I don't want to do it. It's all right. 
You know, so there's been the personal side of this, there's been the practical side of this, but hasn't this week just been a real testimony to God that God with his people is doing great stuff? And it's a pleasure to be a part of it. It's a pleasure to be a part of it. So, here's a little cheesy saying to wrap up this idea of living courageously with an idea and a project. God's will, done in God's way, will never lack God's victory. God's will, done in God's way, will never lack God's victory. And if you think about Jesus, that the way, the will of him to come here to do everything on the cross and with his life and resurrection, God's will that you and I wouldn't have to be punished, he took it. God's will to do that and God's way that he did it, it was crazy, wasn't it? Why would a king die on a cross? That doesn't seem normal and the way that we would have done it. But God's victory is clear, clear, clear. God's will done in God's way never lacks God's victory. So we want to encourage you, copy Jesus, copy your leader, give things a go, do it as a community, and know that as he is with you, you will see him achieve his purposes through us and we will not be a bored people. Would you consider practically today giving this guy, would you, uh, look, and I'll be honest, the team needs to be on it to keep things moving, so, but would you just, would you consider this guy for a while not living through it? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if, am I talking old man talk? You watch what a lot of people do. I'm over it. I'm, what I'm over is not people sharing stuff. I'm just over watching our young people not live a life. Please build things. Please get out the Lego. Please do stuff. And then prayer meetings will be packed again because you can't build stuff without being on your knees before the Saviour of the world. Amen? All right. Mr. Bearded One. <laughs>